This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. The following episode of TOEFOP is rated M.A. It may contain Batman references, time travel references, sexual references, lost trains of thought, and mild coarse language. TOEFOP advises that the program is not suitable for anyone under the age of 15 or anyone who enjoys succinct, coherent conversation that might actually have a point. Minors must be accompanied by a parent, guardian or priest. This is John Deke speaking. This is Tofop. I'm Charlie Clawson. I'm Will Anderson. Hello, Charlie. Like, I, you are jet-lagged, and I can even tell that you're jet-lagged. You have that goofy, like, you know, combination of a guy who's half jet-lagged and half in a country where weed is legal. <laughs> it's fair to say I'm a little dazed and confused. There's something about, we're just talking off air. I've, you know, I did that trip to LA from Sydney quite a bit. I know you do too, and I don't find that too hard. Like, you know, day or two. But it's something about, because I'm in Toronto, so pretty much the East Coast now, something about that extra, I don't know, three hours time difference, it just, coming from where we come from, from our homeland, <laughs> there's something about that, it just fucks us up. It's just the right amount of hours just to fuck up your, your body clock, because I just, I'm all over the shop at the moment, I'm waking up early, I'm falling asleep in the early afternoon, I'm like, I'm like Grandpa Simpson at the moment. Yeah, you've got, even your hair... Looks jet lagged. I don't know why yeah. it is. Like, I think that's because your beard's been longer and your hair's normally neater. But instead, you've got like a haircut that's a bit more resembling what my hair normally looks like. And you've shaved your beard a bit. And it's almost like your entire look has just become <laughs> jet lagged. It's like, it's like I've traveled through a portal and this is alternate dimension, Charlie. It actually. This is Canadian Charlie. It reminds me a little bit of old Charlie. This you look right. you look a bit more like old Charlie pre fitness you know kind of pre <laughs> having yourself together having your shit together Charlie this is like original Tofop Charlie mate the camera adds uh, forty pounds uh, from what I understand <laughs> and also uh, Canada is famous for Tim Hortons uh, a, a donut chain so I have. Oh. I'm on holiday, Will, so I've been allowing myself to eat whatever I like, which uh, so far has included a lot of donuts. Well, I mean, that's you've gone to a place where they have legal weed and some of the best donuts in the entire world, and not only yeah. do they have great donuts, but they're so proud of their donuts. They really are. I actually went to um, Kensington Markets on the weekend uh, where they had some, uh, what would you call them? Um, like handcrafted donuts, so not like a kind of major chain artisan donuts. Yeah, that's right. Um, And uh, it really was like going into like a wine cellar. The the seriousness with which we were ordering deep fried dough covered in icing sugar. Like, because, you know, some of them had like gold leaf, uh, gold leaf icing on top of them and caramelized popcorn and salt and uh, quinoa dusting. I'm like, oh, I didn't even realize you could dust with quinoa. Yeah, well, you know, I, I like to only eat Michelin star donuts. <laughs> uh, have you been to Toronto? Yeah, plenty of times. I love Toronto. It's one of my favorite cities in the world, it's Toronto. 
it's really cool. I'm really digging it. It reminds me, and I mean, I don't mean to, to, to diminish it by the comparisons, but it does remind me a lot of Melbourne. Like I'm getting totes Melbourne vibes in terms of just the the multiculturalism, the flatness, and the trams. <laughs> Mainly the trams, I'll be honest with you. Yeah, but there is, a, no, there's definitely a sort of, well, particular parts of Melbourne vibe to it. Like, is it is it Queen Street, is it called Queen Street West or something like that? Anyway, there's a, there's a part of uh, Toronto that yeah. is very sort of, you know, Brunswick, Fitzroy, you know, inner city Brunswick. Melbourne. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. And that's where I've been spending most of my yeah. time. Uh, but it's uh, it, every person that I've spoken to that I've brought that comparison up, every Canadian has gone, oh, you're not the first person. Right. So I imagine there's a bunch of very annoying Australian tourists who have been going through Ontario comparing their major metropolis to our dinky little city that's not even our capital. Yeah, but you know what? It is like it's one of those comparisons that comes up a lot because it's true. It is just very much like it. Like it's like we hear this all the time. Yeah, because everybody observes it because it's true. Well, I arrived here uh, uh, before Pride weekend. So I think I've come at a particularly good time because it's just I didn't realize that they uh, say Toronto is a plus 40, minus 40 city. So in winter, you know, 40 below and in summer it can get as hot as 40 degrees. So I've come just on the way up of that. And you can tell it's a cold city because people here are desperate to show some flesh. <laughs> like I was walking around. when I, As soon as I arrived, I went out for dinner with Jem and a bunch of her workmates. And I was like, oh, I said, everyone here is very confident in their bodies. And like, you don't understand. They don't get that much of an opportunity to strip down and dress really slutterly. So guys and girls, guys just rip off the tops. Girls just put on the mini skirt. Everyone's showing their stomachs, walking around. It's like, oh, great. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, it's a real all or nothing society. You know, yes, totally. And, and but I, there's a lot of those, like sort of in that North America, you know, where it goes from one extreme to the other, and you do find that there is just like every city is two faced. You know, every city yes. has like these two really distinct personalities, which is their winter personality and their summer personality, and their cities. Because I've been to Toronto in both, and they it's really mm. different city you know i've been there where like you know it's ice skating and there's ice rinks everywhere and you know they're having these celebrations and then i've been there in the summer festival season where everybody just parties so hard because it's only summer for a few months yeah so i'm i'm there (laughs) i'm at that bit where everyone's partying really hard because it's also pride weekend so i went down to the parade i saw a justin trudeau uh, heading up the parade. Not many floats. I was a bit disappointed. I think uh, Sydney Mardi Gras, I think they do a lot better with their floats. They're satirical floats. I was expecting to see a lot more ironic, you know, use of uh, paper mache. <laughs> like where's we do where's your on. satire? Where's your paper mache-based satire, Canada? Yeah, I mean, I think more theirs was more of a sort of display of unity and uh, civil rights, uh, you know, individual civil rights. Uh, I was looking for more... Um, uh, kitsch Australian gags. Where was the Aussie ostrich float? Well, it's, prob- it's probably as a result of the different permissible societies, right? The satire probably is strongest in the society where, you know, you've got most to satirise. So if everybody's kind of all-encompassing, and I wonder if it'll change in Australia, you know, now that, you know, same-sex marriage is legal and the further we get away from that and the more normalised it becomes, whether that sort of sharp satirical part of the parade actually fades off and goes away yeah well i guess i mean if they become part of the establishment like the more they are absorbed into the mainstream the less there is to fight against that's interesting i i I wonder like 
if they'll find themselves the shoe on the other foot where once, once they belong to the mainstream, they'll get offended or challenged by a new group to come up and they'll have their own, you know, uh, uh, awakening to, to go through. Well, these days, I mean, I guess, you know, because there's a big story in Australia at the moment that one of our prominent rugby union players, a guy called Israel Folau, um, has been kicked out of the game because he broke the rugby union um, Australian kind of contract on what he could post on his social media because basically he said that gay people will burn in hell. I imagine right now there's a few people, you know, getting their Mardi Gras floats together going, oh, I've got a theme. I've got a theme, guys. There'll oh, be a yeah. few Israel Folau yeah, yeah. themes already, like people calling dibs on their Israel Folau themed float at this early stage. Yeah, I mean, if there wasn't already like a drag queen called Palestine Folau or something yeah. like that, I'd be very surprised. <laughs> Israel Folau. <laughs> Um, I like Canadians, if I can generalize for a moment. Yeah. They're so uh, much friendlier nice, than Americans. Polite. <laughs> Did I break the computer? You froze for a second. Yeah, that's right. There's occasion, there's occasional glitches where it's free, freezing okay. a bit, but I think we can uh, fight through it unless it gets too bad. I mean, uh, having said that, I did meet a rude Canadian um, on my flight over. It's really weird, actually. She uh, There's a couple who were going to miss their connecting flight because the, our flight out of LA was a little delayed. And so they were kind of complaining to this lady. They weren't being obnoxious, but they were being persistent in their complaints to her about, you know, our flight's going to be leaving in now. We're not going to make it. We're not going to make it. And so this woman was, this air um, a stewardess was trying to help them out. And uh, then like we landed and everyone got up getting their bags out and I had quite a few bags to get out, so I thought, well, you know, while everyone's standing, I'll just get all everything set, put my backpack on, so I can exit quickly. So I stand up, and the steward is standing right where I need to go, and so I ask her uh, if she could just move to the side so I could get my bag. So she makes the minimal effort to move, right? <laughs> so I don't move, and I ask her again. I said, could you just maybe step, You we'll swap places, you step in, I'll go there. She didn't move. So I stepped past her and I stepped on her toe <laughs> and she fucking freaked. Like she was like, ow, 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 ow. And I, and it, look, I'm wearing sneakers. I know I'm not that heavy a dude. I don't think whatever she was reacting, I don't think it was really that bad. So then uh, she says to me, um, I'm, I, I, you can't stand in the aisles while the, there's so many people in the aisles already. Well, I'm not sure. Have you had any trouble on a on an airplane? I remember. I can't remember. I can't remember if it had anything to do with standing up in an aisle in the middle of the plane, Charlie. But go ahead. I'm very interested now to see where this story goes. <laughs> so she told me I couldn't stand in the aisles, even though everyone else was standing up. And then, I think because she's so stressed out by this couple that she's trying to get in this next flight, she then used them as an excuse and she said, "I have to help this couple here." And you know what I said, Will. I said, they're not the only passengers on the plane. Oh, oh, Charlie. Good day, sir. Good day. That was my harumph and exit. You stepped on her foot and then said, they're not yeah. the only passengers on the plane. And then just yelled out, Aussie, 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 oi, oi, oi. And said, fuck you, you polite Canadian. Yeah, I drank a shoey yeah. and exited the plane. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I ate a Vegemite sandwich, drank a shoey, and said, Aussie, 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 oi, oi, oi. You know, the funny thing was, when I was watching her dealing with this anxious couple about getting to their flight, because, you know, I've been trying to get all zen and meditate and, you know, mindfulness and blah, blah, blah. And so I'm watching this woman deal with this couple and I'm seeing her absorb their anxiety. And in my head, I'm like... 
This is easy for you to uh, navigate this situation. You don't have to absorb their anxiety. You're just doing your job and, you know, them getting anxious, you responding with saying, you know. um, So I'm thinking all she's got is just let it go, not react. Respond, Will, not react. Then the minute this woman says something to me, I snap back, declare that there's more than one passenger on the plane and then huffily storm off. I'm so zen. Well, the problem is that it's easy to say you're zen. It's much harder to be zen. Oh, yeah, real hard, <laughs> real hard. Um, uh, so in my tours around Toronto, I've just I've covered a lot of ground. Um, I was with a friend of mine, and we went to get donuts from Kensington Markets. We're sitting down in this park under a tree, about to eat our donuts, and uh, this dude walks up wearing head-to-toe black Spider-Man suit, like a Venom suit, like, you know, just like a latex Kind of looked like one of those guys you'd see on Hollywood Boulevard, like a street performer or something like that, right? Okay, so it wasn't like a fashion statement? No, 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 no. Like, he looks like he had a backpack. He was wearing the full Spider-Man outfit without the mask, had a backpack on. Um, but, you know, it was like a skin tight. It looked like a, uh, someone you'd see on Hollywood Boulevard. Yeah, but he, so but, anyway, he, but he didn't have the face mask on. So, like, the first thing no. you should have said to him is, mate, people will know who your secret identity is <laughs> if you don't have your face mask on. So we're sitting down to eat our donuts and this guy sort of sits down. There's a few people milling about. There's a little skate ramp, a playground, all that kind of stuff. Um, he sits down with a bunch of other dudes who are just like smoking cigarettes and whatever and starts chatting with them. Then uh, just in front of us is a tree that's got a little um, a ditch dug around it. It's, uh, I think, something, you know, some gardeners obviously treating the roots or whatever, but it's just a little dirt dug around. So this Spider-Man guy looks at the tree then looks to this old man who's standing across the road working on his car, gets up and yells loud enough for everyone to hear. He's like, hey, asshole, hey, asshole. So it's okay for them to dig around the tree, but I try and swing on it and that's no good. Fuck you, fuck you. And then he turns around to the park and he's yelling to all of us. He's saying, this asshole got angry at me because I was swinging on this tree. Fuck you, pal. And then he just like naturally just walks back to the guys who were smoking and just sits down again. So everyone's Hang on, like so in the he's park your is... unfriendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Exactly. So then he sits down and very loudly starts... I mean, he's talking to these guys, but I, I assumed he knew them at the start, but then I realized, he, no, he doesn't know anyone here. He's just... This is, he's Spider-Man. Because he sits down and he just starts telling these guys unprompted about he's just brought this new mask that has like the, the Spider-Man eyes that change shape, you know, like in the new Spider-Man mm. films, how his, his goggles... So he pulls out this mask and he's showing it to everyone. He's showing it how it works, the little battery that operates the eyes and starts talking about his web shooters. He's got these web shooters that can shoot up to like 50 rubber bands per second and stuff. And then starts pointing out like all the areas around the park, they're really good to climb. Like you can throw a rope up on top of the toilet block and that's really good to climb, blah, 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 blah. So my friend and I are listening to this and we're thinking like, because he hasn't broken character. Like he's talking about all these things he does as if he's Spider-Man. Like he's talking about J. Jonah Jameson and all this kind of shit. Like he's in character. And in my head, I'm like, oh, he's a street performer, like cosplay street performer. This is awesome. This is, then, this is th- like his bit. It's like grumpy old Spider-Man. It's like Spider-Man yeah. complains. Like Spider-Man on his downtime, just complaining about the man and the system and the rules and regulations. Well, no. It was only the start that was grumpy okay. Spider-Man. The rest of it was, could have been normal Peter Parker, right? 
So then he's just like chatting with people, like in the way that Peter Parker might sit down and just tell you how cool it is being Spider-Man and all the things he can climb and all that kind Again, of stuff. Again, not really sure that's actually part of what Peter Parker did. Pretty sure Peter Parker <laughs> kept being Spider-Man to himself and didn't go, hey, I'm Spider-Man, I can climb on that toilet block. But anyway, I understand the point you're making. So um, I we, we, we sort of left him and we were a bit like curious about who is this kind of guy. We went to this shop. And we started asking people about um, Spider-Man. It turns out this dude is like an identity in Toronto. He's literally the Toronto Spider-Man. So I found a series of articles. I got sort of sucked into this rabbit hole. This is over the course of... Spider hole. Since (laughs) Spider hole. So over the last three years, he's been in the press five times. And I want to read each article (laughs) to you in chronological order one by one because it's it's a journey, Will. It's something that... I think even in my jet lagged uh, state uh, um, could be is great fodder for okay, Tofop. So let's let's hear a little more about Toronto Spider Man. Okay, first article from Yahoo News. Um, Amy Chayan, Toronto Spider Man foils shoplifter returns to quiet life of street performing. So do we have a date on this? Yep, this is from uh, November twenty November fourth, twenty sixteen. Okay, twenty sixteen. So. Uh, there's a photo of uh, the gentleman and he's in full Spider-Man outfit, mask and all, the traditional blue and reds. And the caption says, Peter Parkour, Toronto Spider-Man, <laughs> poses in front of Ryerson University. <laughs> and Amy begins, looks like Toronto has a superhero that'll be sticking around. Having foiled a shoplifting incident at a costume store in downtown Toronto on Halloween, Peter Parkour whose real-life identity is Mark Zilio, told Yahoo Canada News that being a full-time street performer satisfies him more than any office work or crime fighting. <laughs> it also benefits his spiritual and physical well-being, he says. I need to create impact on a social level and work one-on-one with people, Zilio said in an email. <laughs> so it's web mail. <laughs> yeah, he loves the web. Uh, he said yeah. to his former employer, and the employer said, yeah, we sacked you ages ago, mate. Don't make this a political statement. You are unemployable. You would come to work in a Spider-Man outfit. Although social media was buzzing about Peter Pakor's heroic feat, in an interview with CTV News Toronto, Zilio said he doesn't want to be involved in these situations since he's not professionally trained. No. Okay. <laughs> he's also worried about losing his busking license. Okay, so he's a professionally trained busker, though, just not a professionally trained crime fighter. Yeah. Ryan Rubin, who works at Longboard Living in Kensington Market, where Zilio is often seen spewing webs. Mm. I don't know what that means. He says Zilio is locked into character all the time by the way he commands himself. In a quirky world of real-life superheroes, I'm not surprised he took down a shoplifter, Rubin said, and I'm not surprised the internet is now praising him for it. Is there a quirky world of real-life superheroes that I don't know about? <sighs> I mean, yes. I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say based on that, the, the fact that somebody's written that, but also just based on the fact that I bet there's enough people who've, you know, are somewhere in between the world of superheroes and the world of street performers. Yes, I'm going to say there is. There's a quirky world of underground Pe- superheroes. It's like the movie Kick-Ass, basically. Are- Okay. All right. As a professional busker, Zilio feels that the busking community is shrinking and that it's becoming a difficult place for street performers. Although his siblings understand his profession, Zilio says the elders in the family don't see a future for him wearing spandex, wearing a spandex spidey suit. Well, I mean, his uncle was killed right in front of him. I think people should give him some some slack. (laughs) 
Zilio's dream job is to do stunts in the film industry. A former dance instructor from Guelph, Ontario, who has auditioned several times for the reality dance competition So You Think You Can Dance Canada, Zilio has been performing in Toronto as a licensed busker for four years. Currently, Zilio only purchases Spider-Man comics so he can delve deeper into character study by picking up any Spidey puns and quips for his performances. I tell you what... He wasn't dig- he was digging into Goodfellas when I saw him. The stuff he was yelling at this old man wasn't no spidey quips. This was straight up Goodfellas. Well, this was like, you know, three, four years ago though. He's probably gone on a darker yeah, yeah. you know, things always get a gritty reboot. This is like a darker past, but he was we'll, we'll get to that, will we? We'll we'll get <laughs> <Okay>. to that. <laughs> It's not always easy as a street performer, since online comments about Peter Parkour can be very, very unpleasant at times. Zilia says it's the everyday adventures that continue to inspire him to be the city's wall crawler. Yeah. It's all the small stuff, as Ilio said. The smiles I bring to the faces of other people, the new friends I make, the places I go, and the kids who look up to me and believe in me. Mm. Um, okay. Right, he's got to remember, so, don't read the comments. Haters going to hate. And when you're a <laughs> Spider-Man, cicada's going to escape. <laughs> okay, so actually this article I should have read first. This, okay. is, for, this is from the same year, just a couple of months earlier. Toronto Spider-Man vows to fight bylaw tickets. <laughs> It's Spider-Man to the rescue, except in this case, Toronto's erstwhile Peter Parker is trying to save himself. Mark Zilio, who is a busker and performs as Peter Parkour, was given two tickets at Yong and Dundas Street on May 17. According to a Facebook post, Zilio was ticketed for two infractions. He was busking too close to an intersection, <laughs> closer than nine metres, and his performance may have... <laughs> His performance may have posed a danger to the public. What I love the most is if there is any law that sums up what people think of Canada, busking too close to an intersection, (laughs) it's got to be that law. (laughs) Zilio says he was stripped of his licence. But not so fast, Spidey. Mm. The tickets do not mean he can no longer perform. City Hall spokesperson Tammy Robinson told City News, I love that this woman has probably like a lot of municipal duties to perform during the day and here she's having to answer questions <laughs> about Spider-Man. Uh, Tammy Robinson told City News there may be no financial penalty. Zilio must now appear before a court, Robinson said in an email, and it's up to the Justice of the Peace to determine the fine, if any. The ticket is a summons for court. The court will determine the amount of the fine, which could be up to a maximum of $5,000. Oh, wow. Okay. It's a lot for a busker. Yeah. It's a lot of bloody hats. It's uh, at least... Uh, uh, how many hats do you reckon that'd be? Like, the, I reckon 1000 worth. How much could you get in a hat? 500 bucks. I mean, in loose change? Like, what, what's the biggest... Yeah. Can I, it probably you'd need some notes. You know... Yeah, if, you, if you've got to pay a $5,000 fine, you'd want the stuff that folds, not the stuff that jingles. <laughs> Uh, Zilio said he's taking his fight to court because he does not agree that the performance which involves climbing endangers the public okay. I've been performing at Yong and Dundas for three years without issue today a bylaw officer decided to take my license he said in a video whenever I climb I use three points of contact that's basic ladder safety I also never go higher than one story Zilio said that he did understand the first infraction and moved away from the intersection as soon as he was asked Hopefully, we'll be able to come to a peaceful solution, but them trying to pull me into court and find me for it, that's not going to fly, Zilio said. I don't accept it, and I plead not guilty. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Save it for the courtroom, Zilio. Save it for the court, Tiger. I'm just a journalist. This is, this is not the appropriate forum. <laughs> I said I plead not guilty. Yeah, Again, just the journalist, <laughs> not the judge. 
Um, I would Sustained. Like if you get Overruled. If he, if he did bring in hats full of money to pay off his wine, that would be great. <laughs> Zilio's ticket comes as two Toronto City councillors work to ban all busking and related activities what? in front of the Eaton Centre and 10 Dundas Street East. The motion was put forward by Councillor Kristen Wong-Tam and backed by Councillor Pam McConnell. If approved, the motion would ban... Uh, the, mo- the motion... Sorry, if approved, the motion the ban would seek to ensure physical access and public safety until a longer-term policy or strategy can be developed. Whatever. Yeah, whatever. But like banning busking, it feels to me like this is suddenly the town from Footloose. I mean, come on. You've gone to some town, they don't allow busking anymore until some brave young busker comes to town with his Spider-Man outfit and teaches the kids how to busk. And climb. And climb. Climb. (laughs) Too close to an intersection. <laughs> well, that's why now, they're banned busking, because somebody died when they were busking too close to an intersection and they were involved well, in the car accident. Wong Tam says it's 100% about safety, Will. Public safety and public access. It's also about ensuring we have a downtown that's going to work for everyone. People have expressed in droves now that they can't get through and sometimes people are so rushed they'll just jump off the sidewalk and onto the roadway and they don't see the oncoming traffic. In this case, the ticket was not sparked by a complaint. Said Robinson, officers were on a routine patrol in the area when they observed infractions, the city hall spokesperson said. All right. So that's the second instalment. Spider, Toronto Spider-Man versus a city councillor. And I've got to say, now, you are on the lowest rung of law enforcement if your job is <laughs> enforcing busking regulations. Just some officers right. out on a, on a stroll, wandering up to a spider, friendly neighbourhood Spider-Man go, hello, 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 what have we got going on here? Bag cups, bag cups. What you gonna do? What you gonna do when they come for you? Canadian cops. We're going to bust some cosplayers. <laughs> All right, so it's a year later now, okay. Will. It's a new dawn, 2017. 2017, it was a heady time. Who was topping the charts in 2017? Um, what, two years ago? Kendrick Lamar and Taylor Swift. Kendrick? Probably. <laughs> yeah, probably. Okay, so it's a year later. Let's see. Let's let's check in with Mark Zilio. <clears throat> Headline. This is from the uh, this is from Toronto.com, written by David Nichol. Headline: Breach of probation could land Toronto's busker oh, no. Spider-Man behind bars. Okay. Go on. <laughs> Street performer Mark Zilio will go to court on March eight over the alleged busker bylaw breach. So he he fought the law and the law didn't back down. <laughs> oh, no. I love it. A year ago, he was so full of bloody, he was so full of like confidence. He was, didn't accept it, he said. Now look at him, the, the long arm of the law. Okay, so there's a photo of him holding his fist up like Black Panther style in his Spider-Man outfit. And when you say Black Panther, says, you mean Black Panther, the comic book hero, or like a Black Panther? <laughs> like Black Panther on the uh, Olympic podium. Okay. He's got one fist up, okay. like a victory <laughs> yeah. fist. And it says, uh, Mark Zilio, a.k.a. Peter Parkour, is going to court next year to find a breach of probation charge over allegations he violated the terms of his busker license impersonating Spider-Man in downtown Toronto. I mean, a lot of ink already. Like, this is the third article and I'm not even done. Like, this is a lot of ink devoted to Peter Parkour, don't you think? Well, not just ink, but like council time, like regulation <laughs> time. Court, it's going to seem like court time. Court fees. Um, okay, it's, a, it's, a, it's an eye-catching first mm. sentence. Spider-Man is going to court next year. Okay. 
or more to the point, Mark Zilio is going to court March 18th, 2018, to challenge City Citations alleging his Busker Act as a web-free Earthbound Spider-Man is a public danger. Zilio, a former breakdancer who's made a small business of dressing up as Marvel's comic, Marvel Comics' web-swinging slinging superhero, is facing a breach of probation charges that he and his representative, John Papadakis, <laughs> fear could land him behind bars. Like, I love that somebody's gone, nah, I'm going to stand up for my friendly neighbourhood Spider-Man. I'm John Papadakis, and this is the case for me. <laughs> Zilio had been ordered by a Justice of the Peace to live up to the letter of his City of Toronto busking licence after a May 2016 incident in which he was cited for busking too close to the Young Dundas intersection. Okay, so is this the same all- incident? This is the yeah. original incident, yeah. but he's just refused yeah. to... It's a year later that they've been. They must have like served him. They must have tracked. They they hired a bounty hunter. <laughs> they tracked him down, and they served him. He must appear before a court. Uh, he was cited for busking too close to an intersection and potentially endangering the public when he clambered a short way up the lighting standards. I think that's like you know the traffic light tower. Zilio has been ordered by Justice the P. Oh, hang on, sorry. Then in January 2017, Zilio was charged again. Okay, this okay. is new. Within, with being within nine metres of the intersection of Queen Street West and Spadina Avenue, which meant that he was not only in violation of city bylaw, but also the probation order. All right, so he's basically committed the same infraction, but because he's already had the first infraction, it's now a breach of probation. Right, he's returned to the scene of the crime and committed the same crime. He's like, you yeah. can't stop me busking in this intersection. And they're like, well, actually, we can. You've broken a bylaw, and now you're probation <laughs> from breaking the bylaw in the first place. Zilio said on August 3rd that the bylaw officers had been waiting for him to step too close to the intersection Hang on. in order to trip. lay the charge. <laughs> they lured him in. <laughs> As you pointed out, I mean, if he's right, these are people who are being paid by tax dollars to go down and watch Spider-Man and keep an eye like, <laughs> on how close I mean, I like to, to think the that they think it's an FBI sting. You know what I mean? Like they're, they're yeah. in the back of a van. They've staked it out record, for months. recording equipment. They've been doing a stakeout. They've been eating Tim Horton donuts in their car waiting for the Spider-Man to come along. He'll be back. <laughs> they'll wait until the second I step too close and then they'll say I'm breaking the laws, Leo said. They may want to incarcerate me. I'm helping old ladies cross the road, telling people to stay safe. I stopped a crime back in Halloween just as Spider-Man. It's like J. Jonah Jameson's doing articles on me. Oh, oh, okay, all right. <laughs> Mate, he's really starting to, he, he, he's, uh, he's pulled out the helping old ladies across the street yeah. defense. Which again, Don't know that, that, that does actually prove that he's gone too close to the intersection. If you're helping an old lady, you've self-reported. You've done yourself in there because the very act of helping an old lady across the street actually says that you were in the middle of the intersection. Zilio was, in fact, caught on video in the fall of 2016 apprehending a shoplifter outside a costume store. Zilio maintained that he's been busking a legal distance away from the intersection but simply stepped forward to speak to a Spider-Man fan. Rod Jones, Toronto's Director of Bylaw Enforcement, confirmed that the charges had been laid but would not comment on Zilio's legal situation. Like anyone, he has a right to mount a defence, Jones said. That is a very Canadian response. (laughs) I'm Rod Jones, uh, Director of Bylaw Enforcement. (laughs) Michael, did you... I saw you send us a message. Did you... 
you didn't by any chance find the video of Spider-Man. Can you find that video, Mike? We, I'm going to get to this next article. Just look up the video of um, our friend stopping the shoplifter because it says a video exists. I think that Will and I probably need to see it. Um, okay. You ready to keep going yes. into this tangled web? I, I am indeed. <clears throat> okay. So where, that was 2017. So this article is... Uh, Oh, 19 days ago. So this is hot off the presses. Okay, this is great. fresh news. This is from Blog, Blog, Blog TO, Blog Toronto. Headline, uh, Amy Kalberg, again, she wrote the first article. Headline, <laughs> Toronto Spider-Man gets into shouting fight with street preachers. <laughs> <laughs> Toronto is starting to look like something out of Into the Spider-Verse lately with all the commotion local Spider-Men have been causing. Okay. So good good update. Click that. Into the Spider-Verse. Good. Amy's yeah. clearly, Amy clearly goes and sees the latest Spider-Man film and claims it on her work expenses as part of her ongoing investigation into the Toronto Spider-Man. <laughs> Let's put it this way. The folks who loudly preach over amplifiers at Dundas Square as you're trying to get into the subway or the mall are mildly annoying at the best of times. But recently, one local Spider-Man performer posted... Uh, posted up on the same corner just and just couldn't take it. A video posted by the preachers themselves that goes so far as to call the Spider-Man the Antichrist Ooh. and say he loses his mind in the title shows a street performer going off on the street preachers who at the beginning of the video are rambling on as usual about the sins of single motherhood, etc., etc. Shit, mate, maybe we should get Toronto Spider-Man down to bloody Australia. I know, I know a certain rugby player you might want to speak to. Yeah, exactly. Toronto Spider-Man versus Israel Folau. That's a good Mardi Gras float for next year. <laughs> the Spider-Man uh, Spider confronts the religious group by saying he's also Roman Catholic <laughs> and that they should turn the other cheek, that their use of amplification is illegal and that they're unfairly taking attention and space away from his performance. Oh, hang on. Work. So now he's enforcing local bylaws. <laughs> He's like, I'm across yes. these local busking bylaws. <laughs> He's shown later talking to police in the video. Comments in the video uh, posted to a local Facebook neighborhood group suggest the same religious group has been demonstrating in other areas of the city recently, like Kensington Market and around Central Tech. Um, wow. Yeah, okay. okay. I don't know. that, that could, I'm not even sure that's still the same Spider-Man, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to claim that as a, as a yes. Okay. Let's take a look. At the video? Should we have Mark a look Hull, at the video? Yeah, you got it there? Yeah, okay. So we need to go to... Hang on. Is this the guy? Yeah. So, okay. Mark Zillow. Uh, All right. I've paused mine at one second. One second. Okay. Let me know. Let's watch it now then. Okay. Okay. So he's climbing up. Okay. I see this. Okay. So I can see what he's doing now. He's climbing up on some sort of... Oh. Yeah, he's got the Spider-Man poses down. But he's actually he? got the Spider-Man look. He's actually kind of... That's young... him, dude. That's him. That's the guy that I saw yelling at the old man. It's definitely him. That's the same Spider-Man. He looks like a bit like a Tom Holland. Yeah, he's definitely got that sort of Spider-Man out of costume look. Is this going to have video of him actually catching the guy? This oh, here we like go. This like a news report after the fact. Okay. Here we go. This is him. Oh. Uh, it's a woman for a start. Yeah, firstly, it's a woman. And secondly, there's actually a security guard who's doing most of the stopping the woman from stealing. Like, <laughs> Hang on. Hang on. I'm just going to rewind a bit because he said... Did he... He said she was very squiggly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's his technical assessment. 
But hang yeah, on. you're right. But that was um, what I love. How did is, he get credit for that? To watch this, what's happened is there's this woman shoplifting, and the security guard from the shop or the local security guard has come over and tackled the woman, and like old friendly neighborhood Spider Man. Uh, Mark Zillow has just kind of wandered in, you know, second to this arrangement. And then when she yeah. kind of squiggles out of the arms of the security guard a bit, he comes in. But he hasn't really stopped her at all. The security guard stopped her no. and he's just come in later. You know, I mean, to use uh, AFL uh, 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 technical terms, he's guarding space well. Exactly. That's what he's doing. He's a second he's, tackler. He's, You've got to penalise He's the putting a block up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, clearly the ump needs to blow the whistle. She's holding the back. Yeah. <laughs> She dragged it in. Um, very yeah, squirmy. he didn't save nobody. He's got a lot of publicity of absolutely doing nothing at all. Okay, um, here we go. This is from Amy again, uh, posted about the same time as the article about yelling at the preachers. I think maybe, I think Amy is on Peter Parkour's payroll. Like, she's written three of these articles in the same way that, didn't Peter Parker used to post articles about Spider-Man to make money? And Amy is doing the same thing. Maybe Amy is Peter Parkour. Maybe Amy is the woman that he supposedly stopped from shoplifting <laughs> yes. on the day. <sighs> yeah, that's exactly what's going on. We've blown the lid right off this thing. Okay, this is again from about uh, 19 days ago. Someone dressed as Spider-Man just spun a web over, Toronto, <laughs> over a Toronto intersection. <laughs> All right, so that call comes into the local PD. Do you think like they have to sort of discuss who they think their prime suspect is? It's like they get a call, multiple calls saying, look, someone has put webbing all over an intersection. Do you think they have to think about They'd it? They'd be like, Zillow! Okay, look out. Here comes a Spider-Man. Our neighborhood version of the popular comic book hero and movie hero wasn't being so friendly today, tying up some street li- streetcar lines at Queen and Spadina. <laughs> so streetcars for our Aussie audience is uh, trams which I only really put two and two together when I got to Canada. I had no idea what a streetcar named Desire was until <laughs> I got oh, to Oh, it's a tram a... named Desire. Doesn't sound as cool. Yes. No, exactly. Really doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> tram named Desire. Okay. Also, streetcar intersection... is a weird thing to call them, though, because all cars are streetcars. That's literally <laughs> yeah, exactly. what cars are. They drive on streets. I mean, if you want to separate it, you'd call it. Like, it should be called like a wire car or a fuck. They are called cable cars. Yeah. They're called cable cars. Well, cable cars <laughs> is accurate. Street car is not. Any car <laughs> that's on the street is a street car. Uh, okay, look at here comes. Uh, so he's taping up the streetcar lines at Queen of Spadina. That intersection is hectic enough without throwing a superhero impersonator into the mix. An official police tweet. Responding to the initial announcement of the hazard posted a little later states that the offers attended streetcars and sidewalks that weren't affected and that the Spider-Man went back to supposedly innocently performing for people. So this is, they've got the tweet up from Toronto Police OPS. It says, hazard, Spadina and Queen Street. Officers have attended, no streetcars were affected, no impediment to the sidewalk. Spider-Man is back to performing for the people. (laughs) Most people on the internet were more entertained by the potential hazard than any performance, however. So then they've posted up some random tweets. You can't make this shit up. Um, uh, Better search the area for the Green Goblin. Was he taken into custody? Either way, he's been seen. He's been seen around before, and will likely to continue to sling his webs. Hopefully, just not on streetcar lines anymore. (laughs) 
Um, yeah. Okay, so that's uh, that's the story. That's the sad, sad tale of Toronto Spider-Man. But you've seen him in person. This is the... Yeah. I mean, he's... Although, yeah. the funny thing was, he was in his black costume, yeah. which traditionally, and I'm not way up on my Spider-Man mythology, but that doesn't mean... Doesn't that mean he's turned evil? Isn't Doesn't Spider-Man wear a black outfit when he goes bad? I feel like he's been on a descent into evil. This feels, it feels, it feels like it's been going that way for a while. Well, he when he was talking, when we were eavesdropping, he was talking about his web shooters and his mask as if they were real things. Like, it was like he was in character. By the That's way, I, I don't think you were eavesdropping. I think he was very grateful to be heard. I, I feel <laughs> like the greatest kindness you could show the Toronto Spider-Man is to sit down and listen to his tales of being the Toronto Spider-Man. Um, now listen, Will, we've fallen way behind on our Patreon. Oh, um, can I have a bathroom out? break then if we're just going oh, yeah, to go sure. to that? Okay. Uh, yes, we just uh, had a little break, but we're back now because um, we've fallen way behind on our Patreon subscribers' letters. Uh, we need to give away okay. some sticker packs. Uh, everyone bear in mind that um, I won't be back in Australia for another couple of weeks so if we give you a sticker pack today just hang tight it'll be at least two weeks (laughs) until you get it and then most likely another two weeks after that when I remember so probably about six weeks I don't know it may never come because also Charlie might just forget or forget where to send it or not be able to find your details oh god that's a good idea I might have to write down hang on one sec (laughs) (laughs) because I do this all the time is we give away a sticker pack and then I don't note it who it is and then I have to listen to the episode to find out who we said we're going to give a sticker pack to and that means I have to listen to us and I really don't want to have to do that. Um, I should okay. I should mention also that um, uh, uh, we are doing a live show with the guys from the Weekly oh, Planet. That's good, yeah. Uh, well, that, yeah. the guys from the Weekly Planet are doing a live show. Um, uh, it's, a, it's, it's in Melbourne. Um, all the details will be on there. Um, you know, uh, social media and not our social media. Um, it is July the 20 somethings. 21st. July the 21st. I think it's a, it's a Sunday and I believe it's going to be at the Rivoli. Is that right? That's right. Well, and um, the way that it's going to work is it's a fundraiser, um, you know, for the planet, basically. And uh, <laughs> we're going to do... Not the weekly planet, the, the planet Earth. Oh, the actual planet. Yeah. But the planet on which the weekly planet exists. So the yes. podcast, The Weekly Planet, um, comes out weekly and it also needs a planet uh, on which to be <laughs> able to exist to do that podcast. And so they're going to do a live podcast and, and you and I are the guests on that live podcast. And then afterwards, they're going to show uh, the new movie uh, 2040, which is about uh, the things that we could be doing to save the planet. So that's all on the one day. Um, it's going to be a big fundraiser. And uh, yeah, you should come along. It's going to be brilliant fun. Yeah, I think what the topic uh, we'll be talking about on the day is disaster movies. Yes. So that's great. It's a genre I, I have a lot of affection for. Do you have a favourite disaster film? Uh, yeah, the, the the news, the current news about this planet. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be the angle that yeah. I'm taking. Yeah, the climate reports. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the IPCC report into climate change. <laughs> this is from Fran. She writes in, oh, and we're only going to do Patreon today for anyone else who's written to our proper email um, because we're so far behind. Yes. We're going to give away a few sticker packs. And Charlie well, let has you... jet lag and we're in different countries I have and we're jet over lag. Skype. Look, you know, to be honest, yeah. it's a miracle that this <laughs> even happened in the first place. <laughs> but Will, I'm going to let you, I'm going to, as I read them, 
we're not going to vote. You're just going to say yay or nay to a sticker book. Oh, so okay. let's try and... How many sticker books can I give away? As many as you want. Oh. Let's see how many I can read out before I fall asleep right in front of you. Okay. <laughs> okay, this is from Fran. Hey, Charlie and Will. I listened to Tofop in the Little Dum Dum Club with my partner. We definitely played in the car. Also, because the ro- of the robot, robot uprising, we listened to it at home via Google Home. Sometimes it's a weekend morning when we are lounging around in bed and we just say, Hey Google, play Tofop. She usually doesn't understand that suggestion and then we are forced to load it up via our phones and can cast it. Google, she's not too bright. <laughs> Yet. Yet. <laughs> anyway, keep up the great pods and we'll... It would be great if you did a Monday or afternoon shows during the comedy festival. This is how far behind we are. Uh, as some of us festival workers don't get a night where we can come see your show. <laughs> Take that on board for next year. Monday afternoon. Yes, that's what I should do. I should do a show. You know what? That is actually not the worst idea in the world. To put on like a Monday afternoon show for festival workers. Maybe I should try to yeah. do that. Uh, someone remind me of that closer to the festival. That's that's quite a good, a nice idea. <laughs> okay, so is Frank getting a sticker pack? Yeah, Frank gets a sticker pack. You get a you get a sticker pack. You get a, you sticker, get a sticker, pack. sticker pack. You get a sticker pack. Toronto Spider Man gets a sticker pack. <laughs> All right, this is from uh, Philip to Colin Fop. Hey, Tofop, Hey, Will and Charlie. Long-time listener, first-time Patreon subscriber to anything, not just you guys. I've been listening to the pod since 2010. I started listening while doing my casual paper-run job in high school. I've been a loyal listener since, and you boys have got me through med school and into the workforce. Wow. Cheers. Which, just another fucking another doctor, doctor that Tofop has had a hand in creating. <laughs> With all, <clears throat> sorry. <laughs> Jet lag phlegm. <laughs> with all the big talk uh, you know the thing time. is like we don't have like it's not like we're some you know, huge podcast that has like you know hundreds of thousands of listeners or anything like that like with the amount of people who've told us that they've either at medical school or are doctors I think about 90% of the people who listen to this podcast are doctors <laughs> With all the bin talk of late, <clears throat> I thought I'd share a hard rubbish related tale of my own. A few years ago, I lived opposite an old bloke who rented trailers from his house. This will be important later. Okay, <clears throat> good. When it was time to move out, I rented a moving truck and a friend was helping me move. Instead of loading stuff directly onto the truck, he was piling it up on the curb, claiming it would be easier to load everything at once. The pile looked a lot like hard rubbish. And when I pointed this out, I was told not to worry. <laughs> We break for lunch and get back to moving, and I notice my surfboard, which I had borrowed from my cousin on a strict promise I would look after it, is missing. Oh. Old mate have moved it from the garage and put it on the not-hard-rubbish pile. The thing then disappeared within 20 minutes of being on the curb. Oh, no. I wreck my brains trying to figure out what to do. The board is too big to be moved in a regular car. They must have had a trailer. I figure it's worth a shot, so I walk over to our neighbour to see if he knows anything. One of his customers had, in fact, picked up the, a surfboard with his 10-year-old son, thinking it had to be hard rubbish. He gives me this guy's number and sends me on my way. I call the guy, he apologizes for the mistake, and he delivers it back to my house. His son also tags along, and I will never forget the look of disappointment on his face. I hope Charlie, the Sheriff Clawson, appreciates my tale of ruining a child's fun. Cheers and keep on teabagging, Phil. Yes. Phil, you get a sticker that, book. Definitely. That's a ripper, right? Yes. Yeah. Phil. All right. 
And technically, Dr. <clears throat> Phil, too. So, definitely get a sticker book. <laughs> this is from Henry. Hi, Charlie and Will. I've been listening to Tofop from the very start and stuck through all the audio issues that seemed to plague Tofop early on. <laughs> and today. So, <laughs> good luck with this yeah, episode. and today. I have noticed in more recent times you say people should start listening to the newer stuff before going to the older stuff and seem concerned that some of what has been said could be viewed as being politically incorrect or distasteful. Perhaps I'm an old dinosaur. <laughs> oh, here we go. But personally, well, I reckon everyone's gotten a bit soft. <laughs> bloody political correctness gone, man, mate. Can't even bloody call people racist or sexist things anymore, mate. It's bloody bullshit. <clears throat> Perhaps I'm an old dinosaur who's not moved with the times. Perhaps... Um, hit with nostalgia where things always seem better in the old days but I like the old stuff <laughs> and, I rem- and I recommend people dive straight in with some classic Tofop episodes like Kathy Bates Prison Sex and all the politically incorrect toilet yep. humour then watch uh, then watch some Kingswood Country and uh, <laughs> some- Hey Hey It's Saturday <laughs> Jackson Drive <laughs> I'd like to put my hand up for some Tofop stickers we are currently toilet training our three-year-old and we have a reward chart for her. Every time she does a wee or poo, she gets a sticker to add to her reward chart. <laughs> and I feel this will be a fitting use of the Tofop stickers. <laughs> Thank you for all the content over the years, boys. Henry, it, what do you reckon? Yeah, why not? I mean, like, you know. His daughter, his daughter got a poo. Exactly. And otherwise, he's going to, you know, get her some gollywog sticker or something. So... Madeline writes in to Colin Fopato Fop I've had a rough week with my husband unexpectedly getting admitted into ICU he's fine now home and well but I genuinely thought he was going to die this rather freaked me out and my medical knowledge as a Tofop listening doctor was largely unhelpful I mean this sounds like a serious email so I mean I should probably suppress my my delight at having another doctor listen. We've, com- well, she's we've completely forgotten good, so. about her husband. We're just like, another doctor. <laughs> this is the number one podcast for doctors. I mean, can we... Uh, people, uh, if, uh, if do we have any responsibilities to be truthful in that statement? If we say, if we just rebrand ourselves as the medical community, medical community's number one podcast, TOEFOP. Well, maybe we should, like, on the podcast doctors. charts, put it under, like, you know, it shouldn't be under comedy. Medical. It should be under medical. Maybe instead of, like, you know, some podcasts do, like, you know, comic book conventions, maybe we should start doing medical conventions. <laughs> we, should get, we should get sponsored by Big Pharma, and they should shop us around to medical conventions as the entertainment. All right. So we'll go from that last to this next paragraph. As I sat in the ICU, stroking the hand of my comatose beloved, oh, oh boy! What got me through was listening to you guys and your delightful musings. It did cause the occasional problem where I guffawed and had to explain to the slightly annoyed ICU nurses about the proposed name changes for the Gold Coast to the Gold Coast Nangs. <laughs> that is pretty great. I mean, because the thing is, like, we've often said, how do you explain what this podcast is to people? And in those circumstances, how do you explain it? Like, you know, you're with your husband who's comatose, holding his hand, then you start laughing. And when the nurse glares at you and you have to say, oh, no, 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 Uh, it's these two guys talking about their bins. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. It's TOEFOP. It's the podcast you listen to when your husband's in a coma. Come on, guys. (laughs) If you should deem me worthy a recipient of a TOEFOP sticker pack, my address is blah, blah, blah. Uh, 
Uh, a few stickers of you boys would greatly jazz up the ICU selfie my husband thoughtfully sent me <laughs> when he woke up. Cheers for all the laughs, Madeline. Um, yeah, okay. I mean, how absolutely. Could we not? How could I we mean, not? We're getting bloody. We're getting bloody mind for sticker. I mean, you'd be so annoyed if when you sent the sticker, like this is the perfect week to have sent us. Well, April eleventh was the perfect week to have sent us a message because. Everyone's getting a sticker book. All right. This is from uh, Alana. Hang on. I've just got to write down. Was that Madeline? Did I say the last yep. person was? I've just got to write it down. Yeah. But everyone's got a sticker a book stick- so far. That Maybe that'll help. Okay. <laughs> this is from Alana. Hey, Charlie and Will. TOEFOP listener since late 2010. First time TOEFOP respondent. Okay. After seeing the episode uh, for Cheeky Boy live at Melbourne Comedy Festival last night... I had a bizarre dream. Oh, by the way, um, if, you, if these letters aren't enough to make you want to join Patreon, uh, you might want to watch uh, Cheeky Boy live from the Melbourne Comedy Festival with me and Will and James Fosdyke. And that is on our Patreon site, the full video, the unedited full video. Um, you can join Patreon from any amount. It's the best way to support this show. We do have advertising from time to time, but our day-to-day expenses are all paid for by you guys. So, And uh, uh, it, was, a- it was long enough ago recorded that, that your husband could have gone in and out of a coma in the time that we've taken <laughs> to read this letter. After seeing the episode out for Cheeky Boy, I had a bizarre dream where I was in a hot tub with Charlie, Will and Foz. And you all appeared to be Foz illustrations. It got me thinking about some other teabag of strange dreams you've read out over the last few months, and I started to suspect that you're sending us subliminal messages through the podcast. <laughs> so my question is, if you discovered how to send subliminal messages through the podcast and could raise a TOEFOP army, what would you have us do? Michael, this one's for you too, since you'll likely be the one sending <laughs> messages. Yeah, that's well, true. That is a good point, actually. It's, it's less likely to be us sending any subliminal message and Michael being, uh, uh, putting subliminal messages into the podcast through what we're talking about. So we should just let him answer this one. He can type up what his uh, answer of the subliminal messages he would be slipping into the podcast though. Yeah, I mean, is it, would it be one of those things where you play an episode of Tofop backwards and you get it? Or is it more... It's kind of like played at a frequency that, you know, is not, you don't hear with your ears, but it impacts the brain. I think it's called infrasound. Yeah. Yeah. So like how young people can hear different sounds that as you get older, you can't hear. I think that's more to be like, because he manages, because we're in different countries at the moment in different time zones. And so he takes our two individual audio recordings and he splices them together. So he could easily be splicing together a third like audio recording that just we can't hear but like that other people subliminally can hear we wouldn't know if he was doing that i mean that's true like maybe he has been sending it out because we don't listen back to it we just send it off and like you know out of sight out of mind (laughs) we actually had this little very little oversight (laughs) with this show really we've just entrusted this ai yeah that's a good point actually like if we started getting letters going hey like all the stuff about how it's good to be a nazi you're like what hang on what's going on (laughs) yeah Yeah, exactly. It's okay to be white. We, yeah, what? what? We never said that. <laughs> said a, what? what? Human Hang on. What? Tremble at a machine I don't think Michael's there because no, he hasn't submitted any, uh, any messages. Michael, do you have a message have for the people out win. there? What is your subliminal Artificial message? Or you, well, maybe sending it subliminally right now. And we don't yeah, know. Right. <laughs> or maybe he's just fallen asleep. It's quite Wait. late. <laughs> Could you hear that last one? Not as late as it is to me. I know he's typing. Oh, okay. Typing away. Oh, save the planet. Oh, 
That's a bit like that scene in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure where they're translating for Socrates and it's like, and he loves San Dimas. <laughs> it's like he, Mike Howell's ham-fisted attempt to sound like compassionate. But also when he says save the planet, exactly. Yeah, it's like because he's an AI robot, he's like the best way to save the planet will be to destroy the humans who are destroying the planet. <laughs> so what he's really saying is murder yeah. all humans. Save the planet. Uh, Alana finishes, if you want to send me sticker sheet, I'll use the stickers to brighten up some campaign posters in my time stream. The election has been called. Oh, we've got some bad news for you. Spoilers. We've got some real, real... Yeah, I mean, I, I reckon those campaign posters will probably be in the bin by now. Well, some in my oh, local shit. neighbourhood are not in the bin still. That feels like too oh, really? too far after the election for for posters to still be up in the neighbourhood, but there's still a few around. <laughs> okay. Thanks to the countless hours of entertainment. All right, does Alana, does Alana get a sticker? Uh, you know, is, she, I is, feel, is she going to be the one p- worst one? P- what, are you going to make one person just single them out? I feel mean to, to, like, to not give her one now that I've given everybody else one at this point. Would will you ever, if I just kept reading these, would you, would you give them to everyone? Yeah, but you should stop reading. We've we've both got other things to do. <laughs> All right, one more. Yep. This is from Jessica. So either Jessica's going to be get a sticker book or be the one person who doesn't get a sticker book. <laughs> no pressure. Uh, two Colin Fop. Read out my first name only. Thanks, Charlie. Okay. okay. Jessica. Jessica. Hey, guys. Will... All right. We'll get the dick butt kissing out of the way first. Okay. Thanks for the free pod. Was always stoked to see a new app up, especially when life is being shitty. Sock and bin content, always welcome. And Charlie, really glad to see your <laughs> your saints are up and about. <laughs> it's from a nicer time, Charlie. Oh, God, from a much happier time. Um, uh, but you should avoid concussing our captain uh, next time. It'll be appreciated. Okay. I, have hypothetically, I have a hypothetical would you rather after listening to an old faux fop with Andy Peters where Will talked about having one chance to time travel and killing baby Hitler versus trying to befriend and influence him. If it was a one... If it was, if it was one return journey and you could kill either baby Hitler or you had to bring him back to current day, but it would always be your responsibility to raise mentor throughout his life what would you do look forward to seeing Will Informed Jess P.S. here's my sticker just in case I get a sheet sent to me with hidden dicks um, okay so do you kill baby Hitler or do you bring him back to the current day well surely bringing him back to the current day negates him being baby Hitler oh, but I guess yeah. so you, you prevent the original Hitler but you've then got to guard him in a way that he doesn't become a modern-day Hitler. Yeah. Well, I've got to be honest I mean, with you. It'd be hard to tell him from all the other Hitlers. He'd just be some I mean, alt-right guy. He'd be like, you know, just... He'd have some blog or some, you know, online presence. Uh, my feeling is more like he'd be like Encino Man Hitler. Right. Like, you bring him into our time and, you know, he starts skateboarding and stuff and, you know, he becomes like the most popular guy at school or <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Encino Hitler. <laughs> Encino Hitler. <laughs> I don't know why. For some reason, I imagine bringing him to current day is also the 80s. Right. <laughs> or the 90s, the early 90s, I should say. 
When was Brendan Fraser King? Early 90s, right? Um, that was Brendan Fraser's time. I, I love the idea that you would just like, that. that's a, I mean, it's a great sitcom, isn't it? It's just like, you know. <laughs> Encino Hitler. Now I'm raising baby Hitler. <laughs> raising, oh, baby Hitler. <laughs> well, with the killing him, could you do it like earlier? Like, just say, if it, could it be like an early stage abortion? Does oh, that count? Yes. Like, if I, if I could get asked, you know, if I could get sent back to just after conception and then, you know, gave his mother the morning after pill or something like that, does that count? Or do I have to physically kill an infant? It's a it's a good point, isn't it? Everyone goes go back and yeah, kill you know Hitler. That yeah, just go back like nine more months. Give his mum an abortion, <laughs> like aborting baby Hitler. That's fine. Her <laughs> body, her choice. Go to Mrs. Yeah, Hitler exactly. and say, look, your, your kid's going to become it's a history's fair. greatest villain. Exactly. It's a feminist issue. Yeah. It's a feminist issue. Exactly. I support your right to choose. But here's what's going to happen if you don't make this choice. Your choice. Your body, <laughs> your choice. I'm just... It's a really good point. If you've got the ability to time travel, why not go back just another nine or ten months? Yeah, make it much less kind of confronting <laughs> for everyone involved. <laughs> uh, or right, just get, it up convince there. Mr. Hitler to wear a condom. <laughs> Mr. Hitler. Like, do you mean? That's the real problem. Yeah. That Mr. Hitler didn't yeah. use protection. <laughs> just whack Mr. Hitler in the nuts. Yeah. <laughs> Take care of all of this. Yeah, just, Make him sterile. Yeah, get your mobile phone and just put it next to Mr. Hitler's genitals for a while until it becomes infertile. I think you're writing a good episode of Quantum yeah. Guy. I've got to call Fosdark right now. He goes back and puts a mobile phone on Hitler's dad's nuts. Yeah, or just become friendly with Mr. Hitler and just be like, hey, Mr. Hitler, plenty more fish in the sea. Is she really the one for you? You know? <laughs> so you play opposite Back to the Future yeah. with Mr. Hitler. Yes, because all you got to do is split up Mr. and Mrs. Hitler. Oh, and then now that is the that now that's the movie. Yes. The movie is you've got to go back and stop. Hitler's parents from getting together. Yes. That's a great fucking film. I want to see that movie. That's see, people have always thought about this the wrong way. It's like you don't go back to baby Hitler's too too late. Like you've mm. got to stop Mr. and Mrs. Hitler from getting together in the first place. You've got to have yeah. a photo of uh you've got to have a photo of Hitler back to the future style and you want it to fade. Yeah. It's like you know, yes. you want it to be like that. That's it. It's opposite Back to the Future. Yeah. We've just created the. So actually, you've got to go back in time, Back to the Future style, and have be. sex with Mrs. Hitler. <laughs> you've got to seduce just in- Mrs. Hitler so that she doesn't get together with Mr. Hitler and have baby Hitler. So do you kind of mixing Hitch and Back to the Future? Yeah, <laughs> Hitler. Back to the Hitler. All right, take the rest of the night off okay. or morning off. You get a We're going to wrap book. it up because <laughs> she gets I'm a fucking delirious. Um, 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 Facebook, go to our Facebook page. Uh, go to tofop.com uh, to check out other ad po- other podcasts. You can go to our Facebook page. You can go to Twitter. Uh, like I said before, Patreon is the best way to support the show. Um, Will, do you have anything to promote? Uh, Darwin, Darwin Comedy Festival, doing my Will Legal show up there, but that's the only thing that I am doing. So uh, come and see that. And um, the other thing that I would say is... Uh, um, that I have another podcast which is called Willosophy and um, there's a bunch of good new episodes of that so people can check that out. I'm Charlie Clawson. I'm Will Anderson. Anderson. 
This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you.